Welcome back to another Circles Coaching Podcast. My name is Ben, and I'm here with Ryan Gowrich. Ryan, good to be with you. You as well, Ben. I don't have a cough this week, so it should be more pleasant on our listeners' ears. Yes, love it. So glad that you're healthy and well. Uh, so we're going to make this uh, short and sweet. We're really talking about coaching, which is the kind of practical how-to, hands-on, what do we do in our circles? Um, and so we thought, hey, last week uh, we we really gave an overview, kind of an introduction to circles, biggest picture, kind of the what and the why of sorts. This week, what we're going to do is talk about how does a circle start and end? Uh, and the reason why we're doing both is because usually you start something with the end in mind. Um, and that's just, there's kind of wisdom in that. And so we're going to talk about how does a circle start first? Um, and what we've said is if you look at the circle guide uh, at the very top of the pa- second page, we said a circle forms when someone says, hey, do you want to join me? And uh, and so we've said leaders leadership is really about initiative. Um, we use this phrase, which is leaders say let's. And so really the, the bar for being a leader is, it's low in one sense in that you don't have to, you know, do all this preparation and work and all this kind of stuff. You you simply say, hey, let's do this together. Do you want to join? Um, and so one of the ways that you get to the point where you'd be able to do that, though, uh, is before you get to actually asking the people that you want to join you, um, we strongly encourage people praying uh, that, that Jesus in Luke 6, before he chose his 12 disciples, um, it says that he spent all night praying to the Father. <laughs> so uh, so we're expecting an all-night vigil mm-hmm. uh, of prayer and maybe even fasting to make it even harder uh, before you <laughs> invite people into your circle. Easy prereqs before starting a circle. That's right. Should be doable for everybody. That whole thing about lowering the bar. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, but really, we do say, hey, prayerfully, uh, intentionally move into this. And really what it means is you're, you're essentially just asking God to bring two to three to four people to mind that you are just kind of in the in the rhythms of your life already. Maybe you're, you're, you're already in community with them. Um, and you're just asking God, would, would, this, would this person be a good person to be in a circle with me? Yeah. You're, we, last week we used the phrase uh, sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. And so really all you're doing is taking inventory of who God has placed around you. Yeah, that's and, good. And being, just intentionally looking. Yep, uh, and pausing and taking some time to reflect on on who's moving in and out of the space of your life and and uh, the places you're moving in and out of. Mm-hmm. And and so let's talk about the the promise and the pitfall of this of this way of doing things. Uh, here's the promise: um, because it's invite, because it's based on the invitation of a leader. What that means is um, you'll never be put in a circle. So nobody's ever going to say, hey, you're in this circle with this person. Nobody's going to micromanage. Nobody's going to kind of do this top-down creating uh, circles based on whatever you know fits and makes the most sense and whatnot. That, that's important um, because what it means is, is that you always have the agency to say, no, I actually don't really want to be in this circle with this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you always have the agency to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to invite, if I'm a leader, I'm going to invite the people into this circle that, that I really believe God has called me to be with in this season. Um, and you're discerning. You're, you're using, uh, we've got a discernment guide that we we gave to all of our circle leaders uh, that you're going to be working through to see who who actually would I invite into this in this season. So that's that's the promise. That's the high point. Um, this is how Jesus made disciples. Uh, unique among all rabbis was that Jesus chose his own disciples rather than basically having tryouts, which is uh, essentially what other rabbis did in his time. And so we're, we're uh, prayerfully inviting people to join with us for this, you know, minimum three-month journey together. So that's the promise. The pitfall is this. Um, some people might not be asked to be in a circle right now. 
Uh, or you might ask somebody and they might say no. Uh, or some people might um, have confusion around how they actually get into a circle. Uh, and so in this way, um, it really is uh, intended to be grassroots. It's intended to be uh, more movement than institution. And what I mean by that is uh, if it was more institution or programmatic, that would mean that we as kind of the pastors or leaders would place people where we think they needed to be and all that kind of stuff. Or even maybe your community leader would do that. And we're saying that's actually not how it's going to work. Uh, the best way to do this is to release people um, to take the responsibility themselves to invite people in. And so, um, so then if somebody's wanting to be in a circle, but hasn't been asked to be in a circle, uh, what do we do then? That's probably an important question. Ryan, do you have any hot takes on that? And, and then uh, I'll offer a couple since I've got. I don't know if I'd call it a hot take, but um, so we have invitation that we just expressed and you and I have spoken before of inquiry. So as leaders and communities, we'd want to make sure that uh, those who are participating in our communities are they feel welcomed and aware that what they're seeing going on around them, they're they're not just welcome, but encouraged to inquire about that. Mm-hmm. And so that's one way, uh, if somebody's currently not in a circle, whether by choice at the beginning or just somehow found themselves outside of a circle space and does want to be in one, mm-hmm. um, to just as a new member would at, in a congregational space say, hey, uh, what's happening here? Can you tell me a little bit about what goes on at the life in, in the life of New City mm-hmm. and how can I get plugged in? The same would apply in uh, the circle to community space. Hey, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, can And inquire about it and see if there's a way that um, you might be able to either come into an existing circle that's either just started meeting perhaps that maybe has three or four and can afford to uh, add in another individual. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I would say inquiry is one way because um, we don't want to uh, have people think that they just need to sit back and wait for mm-hmm. an invitation yes. and they have to remain quiet until that's extended to mm-hmm. them. We want people to be inquisitive about what's uh, – as they see and hear uh, the way in which these spaces are working themselves out, mm-hmm. we want we want people to be asking about what's going on and yeah. be curious about that. I think that's so well said. I'm so glad that you uh, that you named it, that we, we say this is invite and inquire. Um, and so that again comes from the gospels. We're really trying to say, Hey, if we really are given this mission to make disciples, let's pay attention to how Jesus did it and model ourselves after that, after that in John one, uh, John the Baptist sees Jesus walking by and says, behold, the lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. Uh, and in John's disciples, their curiosity has peaked <laughs> naturally. Right. Uh, and so John's disciples, people believe we know at least one of them was Andrew. The other one might've been John, the, the author of the gospel of John, um, John the Baptist's disciples, um, they actually go to Jesus and they say, hey, uh, where are you staying? Um, and Jesus, or they come to Jesus and I think he says, what are you seeking? And they say, "What are you? where are you staying? And he says, come and see. Mm-hmm. So it actually began with it, their inquiry. They actually went to Jesus and inquired of him, said, where are you staying, Rabbi? Like, And, and he invited them to come and see. Uh, you can, and, and so that was actually the beginning of their discipleship journey, which I think is so important. Um, and so, and then a little bit later in the story, uh, Jesus says to them, follow me, which is then the invitation from Jesus to say, join my circle, mm-hmm. <laughs> to use our language. And in an organic way, I was just thinking about this, Ben, that um, sort of this invitation can work out in the community space is for one of the practices of the common rhythm to be uh, sort of, well, if you have a space to, to share stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you might invite individuals who are 
in your community, if not all are, uh, who are participating in circles, to give some sort of a, a testimony of, of what's been going on over the last few weeks or month or two mm-hmm. would be a great way for those who uh, might be curious to sort of uh, prod them on towards more inquiry mm-hmm. and potentially getting plugged in into a uh, circle space. So I, I say all that to say there are a lot of organic ways in which circles can form through invitation and inquiry mm-hmm. that don't have to be um, necessarily structured and can can just sort of uh, develop on their own over mm-hmm. time. And uh, whether that's this spring or next fall, you mm-hmm. know, sometime over the next six to 12 months. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I'm so glad you named that time frame because what we've said is this is, we are launching circles, uh, which means that there there's going to be some bumps in the road. There's going to be, you know, it takes a, a lot of uh, energy and effort um, to get a rocket off the launch pad and into out of the atmosphere, right? And, and so in one sense, um, we don't expect circles to be fully formed and mature. And so if you're in a season right now, if you're in a community and you're like, hey, I really wanted to be in a circle, but I'm not able to be in one because there's no none available or something like that, we're saying, hey, be patient. These are, these are building and there's kind of a slow build to them. Uh, which brings us to then what I said was, we want to start circles with the end in mind. Um, and we've said that the end in mind is multiplication. So, um, so what we said is every circle, when it starts, determines itself, determines a time frame, and that time frame is three months. Now, that's important because what it means is you're at least going to be gathering for three months. And again, we, we believe that circles should meet every single week. Uh, and so over three months, you know, maybe that's uh, you, you're meeting 12 times or something like that. Um, and, and then towards the end of those 12 weeks, you're actually in a discernment process where you begin talking about, hey, gang, this has been three months. What do we want to do after this? And so in our circle, um, I actually fully intended for us to be done in three months. And we spent some time in discernment and we all agreed, hey, actually, it makes sense to re-up for another three months. And so we did that. And that was uh, that was an important part of our process. And so what I'm saying is it's a minimum of three months. Um and you, you don't have to, uh, I mean, I could see circles being together for a longer period of time, uh, but the end still is multiplication. So the goal really is that at some point, uh, whether it's through the, the three people that we're praying for in the out section uh, in our circle of influence, our sphere of influence, um, maybe some of them come to know Jesus and then and then we kind of break a circle of four into two and you have two people go out and they start a circle, other two people go out and they start a circle, which I think is ideal because then you've still got some of that DNA from the original circle kind of multiplying out that way. Um, or you could scatter and all th- all four of you kind of break up and each of you starts a circle. Uh, somebody might roll out for a season and you kind of invite another two people in or something like that. So, so we're saying that um, these three-month kind of time periods uh, where you're really hitting a mile marker and you're saying, hey, we need to reassess where are we, what's next for us, uh, but to know that really the, the, the end game is multiplication. Uh, we really believe that as disciples are maturing, just like as human beings mature, they're capable of multiplication. As disciples of Jesus mature, they're capable of multiplication. That's, that's part of the, the, a mark of maturity in the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you mentioned over the three months is the, the time frame you put on it. And then you said, uh, let's just call it 12 meetings. And I just wonder if we could pause there for a second, because there is a way in which you can meet for 12 months and meet less than 12 times. Let's call it six times, and you have that. So instead of meeting once a week, you're meeting maybe twice a month, once every other week, Um, which I want to go ahead and say uh, and put some words in your mouth, Ben, (laughs) if that's okay. You feel free to correct me and say, no, that's not. Uh, But I think 
as these start to develop slowly and organically, that meeting twice a month is okay if that's if that's how it works out given uh, all the different sorts of um, details that one might experience in a community space mm-hmm. and in life. Yeah, as um, we're certainly as we're building, knowing that the um, that people are trying to put this into their life in a new way. So there's there's a newness to it. You're kind of rebuilding some things in your schedule around it. That would totally make sense. Knowing all the while that. These are maturing towards every every, every week. week. That's right. Yeah, and so the reason I bring that up is because if the end is disciple making, um, there there is uh, an element of effectiveness that is. Uh, sometimes we talk about minimum effective dosage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that two times a month in the long run is the minimum effective dose. Mm-hmm. I think that we've identified, just as we talked last week about three to six men or women, the, the moment you so, sort of fall out of bounds and go in either direction, even just one, it starts to, to take on a little bit of a different feel. Um, the same thing can happen when uh, you start meeting just a little bit less or too often. And mm-hmm. so there is something intentional about the once a week meeting mm-hmm. as it pertains to disciple making that really matters. Yeah, I think that's right. That's well said. Well, here's the last thing we'll talk about here, which is, um, which will set us up for next week, uh, as we're going to do another coaching podcast on this, is that we initially called these circles three by five circles. And I kind of regret taking that language out. I took it out because it's an oxymoron. How can a circle be, you know, three inches by five inches? (laughs) But it was actually speaking to this idea of a three by five card, uh, to where you have this circle launch guide and then Everything that you really need to know fits on a three by five card. So I'm going to tell you, this is, again, this is how you begin. Everybody in your circle. So if there's four people, all four of you take a three by five card, you fold it in half uh, so that you end up having four panels and you write uh, what you see on the boxes there. So you write up and then you write the, the, the three questions for up. You write in and you write the two questions for in. You write out and you write the three people that you're praying for in your sphere of influence. You write pray and then you write down the the morning midday and evening prayers there and so um that's fitting on the front and back in those four kind of panels if you will of a three by five card then you put that in your bible uh you know we're reading through isaiah right now it's it's your bookmark for isaiah as you're kind of reading through but then it's also this this artifact that you have that's keeping in front of you the things that you're really doing in this space the up in out and prayer that you're committing yourselves to so that's another way important as you start everybody creates a three by five card Everybody writes, you know, the, the list of three people in their sphere of influence. Everybody's writing out these questions and these prayers and, and you're jotting that all down there so that you have a, uh, something you can go back to that actually gives you a picture of, hey, what are we actually spending our time doing here in, in Circle? And so next time that we're on this podcast, uh, we'll coach you through those different uh, parts, the up, in, out, and pray, and what that actually looks like in the circle time. Yeah, that's great because I think each one of those portions, it could be very easy to say, hey, how is this actually relating to disciple making? I'm not seeing, some of this seems very internal or personal or individual. Tell me more. One obvious one, <clears throat> excuse me, is out. <clears throat> but how does up, in, and pray really relate to disciple making? So I, I look forward to that conversation. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan.